Welcome to Where Wine Takes You, a wine podcast that strives to be fun, be real, and be a place where all lovers of wine at all levels of knowledge, passion, and depth can feel welcome, entertained, and like they belong. Because they do. You do. So thanks for being here. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Well, you are listening to a top 10 wine podcast. Where Wine Takes You was recently number seven among the top 10 wine podcasts in the country on Apple Podcasts. So more than thrilled, we are grateful, thankful for you for being here and playing an important role in making that happen. Now, kind of hard to top last week's show. So much personality and electricity when we had Eric Jensen of Booker on to talk about the sale to Constellation. We also met Juan Mercado, which was great. Got a lot of great feedback on the episode. So if you missed it, go check it out. You won't hear Eric answer questions like that anywhere else, I guarantee you. And although a hard episode to top, I am confident we did it today. You thought there was chemistry and camaraderie between our last guests? Well, you ain't heard nothing yet. Today, we got Maggie Tillman from Alta Kalina and Riley Roddick from Hubba Wines. If Maggie and Alta Kalina sound familiar to you, it's because they are. We featured her and her dad, Bob Tillman, in the harvest of 2020. Alta Kalina is in the Adelaide district of Paso, and they are known for their superior farming. Their grapes are highly sought after, and their Rhone wines, which are also highly sought after. Riley is from Hubba Wines. She's been making wine for a bit for sure, working production at places like La Ventura, most recently Desperada in Tin City. But she recently opened her own spot to showcase the wines she's been making for five or so years called Hubba Wines. And since she's a cool kid, she's also in Tin City. Now, one thing you will quickly learn in this conversation with me and these ladies, I am clearly not needed. Not only are they close friends, but they have so much fun going back and forth. You can't help but just sit back and enjoy just how much personality, sense of humor, and also a huge heart for what they do and for Paso itself that these ladies possess. Now, the theme for this episode is young, wild, and free. And the reaction from the ladies when I tell them that is pretty priceless. But when Joel and Jen and I were talking about the theme and the title of the episode, I couldn't help but have this song in my head over and over and over from Wiz Khalifa. So, that being said, let's go meet the ladies at Hubba Wines. Tucked in the back of Tin City, we set up outside on Riley's tasting room back deck. Beautiful, rustic, and sprawling. The tasting room butts up against one of the undeniable fixtures of Tin City, and that's the train tracks. Now, while there are plenty of places you can conjure up in your head when you hear, quote, by the train tracks, the view here is nice. Trees, hills, green. But as you will soon hear, we are very much reminded we are definitely still by the train tracks. So what, we get drunk. So what, we don't sleep. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what, we go out. Is it going to do a horn again? Yep. <laughs> is it going to do a We're horn like again? We're like 60 feet from the Amtrak. I love it. This is what wine country is all about. Does anybody 
know anybody at Amtrak? I really no, want to put a stop right here. No, but I did match with a dude on Hinge who says he's an Amtrak conductor. Is that right? Ooh. Wow. Like, if this was a recent match? It was, but there's been no communication beyond the initial Wait. Um, we have a surprise. Like, I know stop. a lot about trains. <laughs> <laughs> How often does that train go by, Riley? Twice a day, like, during open hours, and then it goes by at night a lot. And then that's like the passenger surf liner, right? Yeah, so surf liner goes south, starlight. Yeah, right, you're right. It yeah, goes right. north, and then randomly you'll get like a. Like have you a ever? Train? Yeah, right. Or like, have you ever seen those trucks that drive on the. Yes. Yeah, I've seen yeah, those. They're pretty cool. Riley, this looks great. Tell me where we're at. Tell me what's going on with any place. Well, we moved in September 2020 and weren't able to actually be open until February 21 pretty much I mean I guess we were open for a bit in November but since then we've just been fixing up the backyard it's a huge space as you can see it really is beautiful though I mean you got like a ton of picnic tables a lot of room a great big stage yeah hoping to put in some fire pits we got a little mobile kitchen. Leber's Pizza is going to be here every weekend, slinging pizza. And once his big, huge wood-burning stove comes, he can make other things. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe do some private events. How about wines is the spot? Winemaker dinners. Winemaker, winemaker dinners. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and so I normally sell Hubba wines. Yeah. But I. I basically did a bad job and didn't make enough wine. Uh, <laughs> Let's rephrase. I think you did an amazing job and you just sold out really fast. Thank you. You're welcome. It's <laughs> all how you look at it. Um, well, 2020, I, it wasn't the year to kind of double production or anything, but I underestimated the space and how good, great it was going to be. So, yeah, we sold out. And in the meantime, and for events and whatnot, we have our tap list. So it's a rotating tap list of either my friend's wines or collaboration of me and my friend's wines or some of it. Like I have a Zin that's just Hubba on there. And that'll be rotating. And we do by the glass, by the carafe. Um, while we're sold out of the Hubba tastings, we actually do a tasting with the tap wine. And is that under the Hubba label or is it its own thing? We're calling it the crossings right now. We got the train. Oh, there you go. Collab. So but, it's like um, a new. Is it a collab with someone, or is it just like another label for you? Yeah. So it's well, it's me, but I buy my friends' wine. So basically, bond to bond, I have some Desperado Sauv Blanc. Oh, cool. Okay. That I added a little bit of Chardonnay to to kind of make it my own. We got Nell Grenache Rosé. Cool. Tyler Russell and I. It's great rosé. Made some Grenache Rosé, yeah. and then um, Union Sacré Cab Franc. And awesome. You have that here? Yeah. I brought this. I only have one more keg left. Yeah, it's really so, I love their cup frog. Me too. You can, you can buy a box of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. You still buy the box? Yeah, to go. <laughs> no way. That's so cool. Yeah, you fill up like a little bag, a little yeah, bladder bag. And it's, and it's reusable. Oh, there we go. No way. Marketing so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This reminds me of the last episode with like when Juan was talking, Juan Mercado, and like Eric would just like speak for him. Oh, that's great. You know, and it was so fun. Hey, um, Maggie Tillman, it's so good to see you. It's I'm thrilled. How are you? I'm really, really good. I think you're one of just a couple, a few guests that we've been able to have twice um, I think it was like Harvest of 2020 it was Harvest of 2020 Bob and I had a fun chat with you and Molly stuck her head in for a minute I'm honored to be back it's so cool to have I'm you really back I'm really glad here. you're here cool. and to have the both of you because I remember I hosted some golf I hosted the Austin Hope Golf Tournament uh, <laughs> like a raffle thing <laughs> well, just what? for the record what 
We're incredibly good at golf. <laughs> we won. You won worst team. Oh, yeah, yes, that's we what did. we won. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. But I just remember that you guys right in front as I was like, reading the raffle tickets and we were like doing stuff and like housekeeping stuff and getting winners. And you guys were just like, you're having so much fun together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's basically my only friend. Where did she- <laughs> Where did the two of you meet? At the Laventure Tasting Room. I actually, uh, I started working there January 2008. When I turned my first day was when I turned twenty one, and a couple months later, this this bee this oh, <laughs> nightmare and started working. And I she just started out like a like as a testing you out to see if you were a good fit. And I totally thought she was going to take my job. I thought I was getting fired, and she was. No, gonna, were you in production or the tasting room? Tasting room to start, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, you were going for tasting room too. I was, yeah, but I had other. I honestly don't even remember where else I was working at the time. <laughs> but for at least three years, I did the thing of I had like three jobs at any given moment, and the one that was consistent was weekends at Love and Tour. And did you know that you were causing this unneeded intimidation onto Riley? Yeah, the inner turmoil. <laughs> this came to my attention many years later. But it worked out. Yeah, when I finally figured out that you, I still had a job. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, we can be friends. Yeah. And then you went into production at Love and Tour, right? Yeah. So I graduated that year from Cal Poly, and I asked Stefan if I could help him make the wine, or if he could teach me. And I think he was like begrudgingly said yes. He's like, if you <laughs> if you help in the tasting room on the weekends, you can, you know, I'll I'll teach how to use a pump and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I actually moved up from San Luis, and I lived with Maggie for the first... Oh, you guys were roomies. Three months. We were we were roomies, and this is when we were both squatting at my sister's house. And my sister is a resident of the Bay Area, but she has a vacation house down here, and she was nice enough to let us live there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys were roomies for a while. We got to know each other. Really and then, how long were you at La Ventura? And this is obviously, Alta Kalina is still a thing. You're just not there? Yeah. So it was before we had. It was before there was anything for me to do at all. Right. So I moved here in 2008, but we didn't actually start selling wine until 2009. And so I was helping my dad sort of midweek with random stuff and working other places. But I worked every weekend at La Ventura with Riley and the team over there. And then the point at which Alta Kalina was starting to become a real thing, I went over there. Like when it started kind of like demanding more of your time and... Yeah, yeah. When so we that? sold... Our first bottle, we sold Wine Fest 2009. And then I think I stayed at Love and Tour until 2010, 2011. Okay. It's interesting how you have evolved there because, I mean, it feels like, and not even just you evolving there, but like the brand has evolved. Like today we're going to taste a Pet Nat, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I don't know if your dad knew that when, you know, Alta Kalina started in, you know, those years that, you know, you guys were going to be evolving and like coming out with a Pet Nat and some of these cool things. Yeah, it's been really fun and we're we're at an interesting place sort of as a brand right now because Alta Kalina is my dad's vision. Bob, it's his brainchild. We have the estate, so the focus is we just stare at the same piece of dirt all day every day basically and everything we do the through line is that vineyard and my dad's style and what drew him to Paso was very much you can make burly but balanced and pretty fruit driven reds around here and over the years we really have grown the business together and evolved it together and we have a whole sort of fleet of wines at this point that are things like Pet Nats, Carbonics, even the Rosé, our Downslope Red that are kind of the drink now things that are 
a slightly lighter style. Do you kind again. of approach Bob with like these ideas, or is he kind of like you know seeing how you know? Hey, Maggie, I, you know, I'm looking for a little bit. Well, what do you think? You know, I'm looking a little bit more for what your idea is and where we should steer this and some of the cool things we could try. It's totally dependent. The rosé, I pushed for the rosé. Yeah. And that's a result of having worked at Love and Tour because Stefan, the word was out for him that rosé was good like a while ago. Yes. <laughs> it took oh, the U.S. Man. a while to figure it out. And so having drunk a lot of Love and Tour rosé, that I pushed for that. But the pet nat, Bob just did. I didn't even know what pet nat was. Really? Yeah. Really? That's yeah. pretty cool. Bob. The first one I know, Bob. he's Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Who knew? I don't know how he figured it out. But also, I am really impressed by you guys. I don't know if you were... This is not actually correct but i think that you guys were probably one of the first vineyards to go 100 percent organic we went 100 percent organic in, in 2012 yeah i mean i think that's i know i wonder i do feel like it was a little bit early and again bob if anybody meets him he's he is swayed by data he is not swayed he's a by science what he thinks is cool technically <laughs> sound driven man yes he's an engineer and his i swear if you just projected his brain on the wall it would just be excel yeah you know? <laughs> it would be like a bunch of cells yeah. o's and ones like uh-huh. the matrix exactly that's yes so cool. that's I wish exactly I was like right that. i know a little it's, bit more those genes did not <laughs> come my way either, as it turns out. Nope. But it's, so we, we planted the vineyard, and originally there were three blocks that we farmed organically. And it wasn't a perfect experiment because, you know, our vineyard is only 31 acres. And so if you're farming a three-acre parcel organically over here, but over there the rest is... Um, what's the word that's not organic? Just like inorganic, conventional. No, conventional. That's the word. <laughs> conventional. You know, there's drift, there's stuff, but it's sort of as close as we could get to an experiment. And in 2011, we bottled two things. We bottled a Morved that we have farmed organically since day one, and we bottled a very specific section that's sort of a subplot of the Toasted Slope yeah. that we farmed organically. And that was a very interesting vintage, mm-hmm. 2011. It was. Cooler, wetter, right, for it you? It was cooler, wetter. It just never got hot that year. And I really, I have a lot of feelings about that <laughs> vintage, because I think... <laughs> It's not often Did you get that California. frost that a lot of people did? We didn't. Uh-oh. We right. didn't. We're at such a high altitude. Right, cool. That cool air, it's, it lies low in the valley, so we missed it. Yeah. But in general, in the press, people were like, oh, 2011 sucks. And I just don't think that's true. Everyone panned 2011. I think Paso got a lot of the shade because Napa got a ton of shade mm-hmm. in 2011. Like, everyone, they just panned the vintage. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, if Napa's not a great vintage in Napa, then it must not be and a great one for anyone. Must be for all of California. All, all the line. 11s that I've tried, I've loved. I wasn't here for 11. But yeah. I, I was into it. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of re- I mean, fantastic okay. wines Amazing that came wines. from people here in 2011. And I really think it's unique that we bottled a standalone Morvet in yeah. 2011. The latest ripening variety that we grow. One of the latest ripening varieties that grows in the region. And it it's delicious. But that was really more driven by the fact that Bob wanted to farm organically, bottle them, and see if the wine was better. And his conclusion was, yes, it was. Nice. And anecdotally, he concluded that it's just better for the dirt. Yeah. And, and for your generations. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be here a while. Right? Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Hopefully. Exactly. Like, I we'll live see. on the property. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's It's 2022. We've, you know, We've got, we're good. what do you figure, 60 years? 15? <laughs> 16, no. <laughs> I don't know if I want to live till 103. How old do you want to live till? I don't know. I think till... I don't want to have dementia. Me either. You know? Same. I don't want to be just... Not be able to do anything. 
but I don't want to die early either. You know what I mean? Like it's just Drink such a, a red just wine. Wine. conversation. I don't, yeah, wine. Like, I don't know. I've never been asked. Wine where the guests ask me, so Adam, how how long do you want to live? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got somebody waiting for me in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is so fun. So we got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot of great wines here. So fun. <laughs> Biennacito Chardonnay. Uh, yeah. That's what this is. Yes, it tastes so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really like the Chardonnay. Thanks. All neutral oak. Um, yeah, I do a pretty oxidative in the beginning of ferment, just brown juice basically. Yeah, and then uh, don't add anything. Stir it a little bit. How did you kind of like mold the kind of winemaker you wanted to be, Riley? Like, obviously, you're cutting your chops at La Ventura. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a great person to learn from. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, like, awesome. And then Valia. I mean, I remember doing, like, Audrey and I's wine with you guys over there in 2018. That was a lot of fun. And you were, Mm -hmm. like, especially so helpful to me. So, like, yeah, you were really sweet to me. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) No, no, really. No, thank you. Very many, many thanks. But um, you probably, you know, got... Picked up some things there. But then there's obviously yeah. like the Riley winemaking person inside and you kind of do whatever you're going to do. What did you kind of take from these places and what do you think that shaped you into? I think, so Stefan teaching me how to make wine um, made me kind of a real asshole in the yeah. cellar. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> you're like Gordon Ramsay? I'm really, yeah, I'm really uh, finicky about things I'm learning about myself. I'm kind of a control freak. Anal, like put this hose back where this is? Or yeah, like... just in the cellar, not in my everyday, day-to-day life. Right. It feels bad. Uh... Almost like the cellar is like some kind of sacred place in a way, And I too. think I totally learned that from Stefan. He yeah. is like Mr. Clean, they call him. And uh, I, I like that. It's just everything where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It makes it easier. And obviously he, like... Mm, takes a lot of time and attention to his wine and so that's always kind of like in my head I'm like I gotta make wine as good as Stefan and then uh going abroad actually really opened up my world of wine because I was just at La Ventura for three years I went to Cal Poly and but going abroad seeing all the places that were so successful and looking at how different their cellars were and just the philosophies where'd over you there. go abroad uh I studied in Montpellier uh, for about a year and a half, Southern and I worked. France. Yes, sorry, Languedoc, and I worked at Domaine d'Opiac for a harvest, and then I, the program that I did for my master's in enology and viticulture was it's called Vinifera Euromaster. Sounds fake, but yeah. um, it was EU funded, so all the students there were sixteen different nationalities in a class of thirty two. In Montpellier, we had teachers from all over the world, which was super unique, come every week and teach us a different module. Wow. And then the second year, we got to pick and choose where we wanted to go. Highly recommend. If anybody has any questions, email me uh, or wants to get their master's. It's a really awesome program and cheaper than Davis. Um, but yeah, huh? <laughs> the second and, year. And like the life experience <laughs> you're getting. It was, un- yeah, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it was difficult to move and not have a car. <laughs> Yeah, was that like was that hard like on you? It was just like, man, I miss home. Well, I was super homesick for like six months. But yeah, get over it. Um, and then the second year, I, me and my group of friends, we all studied in Northeast Italy, and I worked for an organic um, viticulture consultant over there. So. so you worked in France, you worked in Italy, and then you come um, back home. But that really got me, like, Northeast Italy got me into whites. Yeah. It got me into natural winemaking. I was in Friuli, Udine. Which means what? Because I feel like sometimes that word can mean different things to people. Which one? Natural winemaking. Oh, it means nothing, really. When, so, but, <laughs> this is a real can uh, of worms, Adam. <laughs> I know, I know, but like to someone listening. In my what, opinion, right. um, I think natural wine 
for me, I buy from farmers who I who I deem responsible. Yeah. No, basically organically grown fruit. Um, Biodynamic is organic too. So. Sure. Yeah. Some of the vineyards that I buy from are literally four acres, so they don't get the bio or the organic certification. But I know them and I trust them, and they tell me what they do. I think there's a lot of wineries that I can think of mm-hmm. in my head that like don't choose to go like the like I'm going to sign a paper and do whatever for this certification. But like yeah. I know that I'm farming in a way that is yeah. you know. When you're so small, I mean, there, you know. Yeah. No. That's totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bob has no interest in the paperwork. Of yeah. The logo, no. Totally. But it's talk to a lot of great wineries that I, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an approach to farming, an approach to work and life mm-hmm. that we just feel really strongly about. Yeah. yeah. But that, and then also, I don't add anything to the wine, except I do add sulfur. And that's like the controversial thing to add, if you add sulfur or whatnot. But I, I'm actually allergic to sulfur. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go into like any natural ponds or like or hot springs and I can't go I can't have sulfur drugs or whatnot. I get hives. Yeah. And so I sulfur or sulfur? Sulfur. Same same. Oh yeah. is, are they the same? I'm allergic to sulfur drugs too. So you might be allergic to sulfur. That's interesting. I, so, I thought they were just different. Uh but I can drink my wine right after I do a like thirty part ad before I bottle. So okay. it's not a lot. It's less than like a piece of drug. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you talk about sulfur a lot. lot. But yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, it protects your wine. It's antioxidant, antimicrobial. If you don't do it, it's like a huge risk. Yeah, it is a business. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's all I add, and that's like the big conversation with a lot of people in the natural world. Uh, I don't fine or filter. Um, I don't know what else is there. These wines are so good. Like for the most part, natural. Yeah, it means like nothing added, nothing taken away, external intervention, Uh all that kind of thing. And and I, I think (laughs) that it also is now equivalent to a style, not just a winemaking approach, but which I a lighter style. Oh, a lighter style. I was like, I'm bummed because that style is like kombucha. It's (laughs) (laughs) that too. Not a fan. Mm -hmm. But in terms of our approach. Mm-hmm. You know, our toasted slope, our sun worshiper, our petite Syrah, in my mind, are natural wines because I know how we farm it. I know how we make it. We're right. as hands-off as possible. We add as little as possible. It's really about translating vineyard to bottle. However, in terms of style, they're dark in color. They're burly. They're rich. They've got weight. They're 14.5 alcohol. And... There are, they will go unnamed, but there are brands where, like, if I'm on a sales trip anywhere and I look at somebody's wine list, there are certain brands that if I see them on the list, I'm like, oh, they're not interested in my wines because I... The alcohol percentage. You can tell. The alcohol percentage and just the style of being a, a bigger wine. And so, again, like, natural, it's, it's weird. It doesn't really mean anything, but... For the most part, when people talk about liking natural wines, they're talking about low sulfur, minimal intervention, lightweight. Yeah, low alcohol. Low alcohol. Uh, speaking of natty wines, can we try your petit long? Yeah, you got a pet nat here. That would be great. This it. went into bottle. Well, it went into bottle over harvest. So. Okay, so petulant natural. We're talking about pet nat. This kind of gained. It took bigger strides in popularity, say maybe three, four, five years ago. Yeah. And it's. Really like the OG of make way of making sparkling wine. Yeah, it's super basic, honestly. Yeah, so. because like so like if you think of like a, you do a sparkling too, don't you? We do, we do. Method champenois. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that year. means second yeah, secondary fermentation in the bottle. This yes. one, pet nat. The primary fermentation is happening in the bottle. Is that right? It is. So when I when I explain pet nat to someone, and again I don't speak French, I cannot pronounce petillant natural. Petillant naturel. <laughs> exactly. Petillant. We. we, we. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what what makes the most sense for me is to understand how traditional method sparkling works and then backwards. So if I was going to make a traditional method, which we do, we have, we have three vintages hanging out in the cellar right now, you harvest early, so you have really bright acidity in whatever variety you're using. We use Grenache mm. You ferment that dry, and then we bottle that in champagne glass, and at the point at which we bottle it, we then dose it with a very specific amount of yeast and sugar. And so the primary fermentation is finished, and we force a secondary fermentation inside the bottle. And that is captured underneath a crown cap, like what goes on top of a beer. And that is what champagne is and that second fermentation that's totally contained in do you the have bottle. to disgorge it or get any of that stuff out or no yeah if you're going to do it for real with traditional method you do so that's how you do you know when you think sparkling wine that's what people think of is new year's eve fancy tiny beautiful bubbles that last forever petnat is a different thing so we harvest those grapes this is a grenache petnat and it, it tastes so good by the way cheers, cheers. cheers. it's yes. really, so really cool. good everyone you. should buy it and it looks Agreed. like it's got the color of Sounds like really like grape fruit juice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's... It's like watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. Sa- I don't know. And you do get a lot of smells off it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it looks like Jolly Rancher. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, in a great way. Exactly. They're delicious. Molly describes this as a pool party in a bottle. It's a great and, way to describe it. Right? And so for this, we harvested that Grenache. And as that first fermentation, fermentation is cool. going, we basically put it in the bottle under a crown cap before that first fermentation is over. And so what's getting captured in the bottle is the end of primary fermentation. And so when you open it, the bubbles are bigger. They're a little more... I think of it as like... I've been trying to think of an analogy for this, and I don't have a good one. (laughs) What were you going to say? Well, this is incredibly stupid, and I think it cheapens the quality of Petnat, but what I was thinking is like like champagne is like the waltz, and Petnat is like a TikTok dance, kind of. (laughs) No, it's better than that. It's better than that. It's better than that. It's like a swing. Yeah, and and it's It's like something that more basic people can do. You know? Oh, not basic. Maybe it's like the electric slide. That's Maybe. So lame. Yeah. Like, right? Like, we no, need to think of a good analogy. Like, that's so we lame. We need to think of a good analogy. But it's really the idea uh, of it is it's a quick turnaround. Right. It's to enjoy this season. So this is harvested 20... It's a 2021. Cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool after that episode that we had with you. Some listener of the podcast wrote, like, this beautiful... I guess, first of all, he went and tasted with you. He tasted with me, and he, I know exactly who it is, so hello. I hope you're listening. Who Just is it? the most wonderful person. <laughs> he wrote the but, nicest uh, letter. He did. Really? And your podcast informed much of his visit to Paso, and it was like just among my very favorite kinds of tastings. Of somebody really? That's cool. Is super open to trying new stuff and meeting people and asking the questions. Like one of my favorite things about Paso is, for the most part, ask the question. Yeah, we're not. We we want you to understand what you're drinking, and if you have a question that you think is dumb, I promise that it's not. And you and a hundred thousand other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been a whole a podcast with them questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so just, he was just a really engaged visitor and it was, it was really fun to host him. So yeah. that's really cool. It was cool. I love when people have a good time. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of good times in this backyard here. I hope so. April, yeah. we're going to start doing, did I already say that? April, we're yeah, going to yeah, start no. doing live music. Cool. Like a little so, series? Yeah. Working on a calendar now. Check the Hubba website when I... Where does the name Hubba come together. from? Oh, my last name used to be Hubbard before I was married, so uh-huh. Hubba Wines is just funnier. Yeah. It's not a really romantic <laughs> right. story or anything. Hubba. But it's cool, and I like the um, like the imagery. Is, oh, is really like, I don't know, it's like They're, it's light, and it's, it's airy, and it's fun, and it's, it's free. It's traditional. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, they're all nicknames of family members. Oh, is that right? Yeah, my mom helps me in the tasting room. My sister, well, she helps me when she feels like 
make it. And then my brother helps <laughs> me make wine. Yeah. So family owned and operated. That's cool. And, How about uh, Yeah. People want to get out and do things. And mm-hmm. how have you, have you noticed people coming up to Alta Kalina and parking their Tesla charger spots and Absolutely. getting it on? Yeah, it's and getting it on, Adam. Right. That's exactly what everybody's <laughs> With the doing. wine. A couple times. <laughs> you That's... can't get it on in a Tesla, right? They're really small. That is not true. There's that whole hatchback one. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's that whole hatchback. You know, I don't know. Anyway. I heard. Anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> we've absolutely, as soon as we were able to reopen in June 2020, we've been busier than we ever have, which That's is so really cool. exciting. We've, of course, adjusted, so we host everyone outdoors. Everyone is spaced. Nice. Our team is masked when we're inside all the time, when we're outside for the most part. Um, if we're in someone's space, we're going to be masked. So we're, you know, we we want to both be welcoming, but also <clears throat> respectful and conscious of keeping everyone healthy. Yeah, sure. But in terms of people wanting to get out and do stuff, <laughs> there is an appetite for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys gotten out there yet? Like, gone to shows yet? I mean, I know you were about to go to Mexico, and you're about yeah. to go to Mexico. Yeah, right? I got COVID, so I couldn't go to Mexico, but now I'm feeling like I have superpowers. And yeah. Gonna go. I know. There's, there's almost like this freedom. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because this episode is called Young, Wild, and Free. And I feel like there's so many different places oh where that... Oh my gosh, is it? Like the love... song? Oh. Yeah, that's what I said to I'm Joel. Sorry. I said it reminds me of like, sometimes we go, uh... Exactly, you're singing sometimes. the radio. Yeah, 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 right, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was doing um, the radio. It is, who is it? I know it's, it's Wiz Khalifa. Dog. It's Wiz. Is it Wiz? It's Wiz, yeah. I had cats. I had I feral it. cats <laughs> that were named Wiz and Amber Rose. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'll use that song for our um our bumper music for this episode because yes. I was literally we were talking about yeah. making a theme and like a title <laughs> for the podcast and I said ever since I knew I was going to be doing both of you guys like in this episode like yeah. we're going to be chatting that song for some reason is like played in my head and I told Joel he's like that so sounds like a fun idea drunk high. yeah no <laughs> that's not the radio edit that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah the album edit the album yeah. edit yeah uh-huh. no so I thought that was really fun but I mean you, you talk about things like the pet mat yeah I mean what is more young and wild and free than something like pet mat or just it's like I mean young. even Hubba's labels and just like mm-hmm. the attitude and a lot of the things that kind of we're discussing now. Paso's really taken a lot of fun turns. I mean, it's got to be fun to like kind of get your air under your wings right now at this time in Paso and like you guys, I mean, I feel like you guys are always like turning another corner and just like on another ascension. It's a cool time in Paso it's right now. It's changed a lot since back in 2008 yeah. in our little Laventure tasting room. Mm-hmm. I there's so much more to explore. There's so many. I feel like everyone for a while there was like chasing a certain style of wine that they thought was going to be successful for Paso Robles. And it is totally successful. Those big rones with, you know, new oak and whatnot. But now there's other people doing different things and it's also being successful. So it's cool to see different styles of wine in one spot that mm-hmm. you can kind of like, if you're into this, go here. If you're into that, go there. Did that feel know. like a little bit more freeing to you? Like when you're starting to think of like what kind of house you're going to be and yeah. what, what you're going to produce, what you want to produce. Yeah. And I think Velia actually really helped me kind of be confident enough Home to go in. with that. Yeah. Cause yeah. she does a bunch of like natural style. She has amphora. She mm-hmm. does all native ferments. Um, a she does a little bit lighter in style stuff, wines yeah. than I was used to typically. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to see, and it's been I don't, cool. I don't know, it's kind of fun, and I think exactly what you're talking about, Riley, reflects for me like what I really love about Paso, which is just the diversity of the region. Like we can grow so many things well, and so not only. Mm-hmm. Do we have, whatever, 40 different varieties to work with? But then you put those in the hands of 40 different winemakers, and the range is going to be big, burly, bold oak to lightweight, 
who knows natural like the yeah whole, and I think it's there's cool. like a time and a place for everything so mm-hmm. it's cool to s- you can come to Paso and get everything yeah and not just have to go to one kind of style and I mean that's kind of like you know you look at Paso on the macro but then you take Tin City mm-hmm. you know on, on the micro mm-hmm. I mean you're in this back cul-de-sac here oh yeah and I mean you Secret got like your, and it's kind of cool because you're right you're kind of tucked in the back mm-hmm. totally and I imagine with bands here. I mean, you're not bothering anyone. I mean, we haven't gotten any complaints yet. Right? Uh, we haven't really been open that late yet, but we'll, we'll see. We'll test it out. But, I mean, Tin City is a vibe in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun here. Uh, you got, oof, I don't know how many. I should have done research. 30? Yeah, more. I don't know. Maybe 30 more. different wine producers. Plus, we got beer, cider, pasta. Pasta. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. I'm going to try some mushroom head. What made you um, want to get into Tin City? Where did that opportunity come up? Because I imagine a lot of folks in your position yeah. probably like, My Damn. English, the landlord here, yeah. is he's awesome. And he's very kind of particular who gets to move in. It's got to be the Cool Kids the Club. <laughs> no, it, he wants people who are making the wine. Uh, the Like owners and winemakers right. kind of thing. He doesn't want like any kind of huge company to come in with a lot of money and be like, I'll pay you this much for, and then it's just like another shell. Like another front. Yeah. <laughs> shell, know, right, or front. not as real. And, um, that gets him a lot of young people around here, but I actually, so when I worked at Desperado, she's around the corner and we had a case good storage unit <laughs> right next to his office and we became buddies. Yeah. And so when the spot opened up, he was like, Riley, I got the perfect spot for you. Really? So he, he kind of like approached you about it. Oh yeah. Were you worried about, could you afford it? No, like, I couldn't. I was like, how am I going to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he basically, he got me a tenant for the first year and then made it happen for me. So, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I don't know if you have any like work landlords who call you and are like, how you doing? How's it going? Maybe he was just wondering if I could pay rent. But yeah, right. <laughs> fair question. No, but, but I mean, like, there's, nice. there's like an authentic, there's something genuine about yeah. that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, really helpful. Really. Wish we could feel awesome. that with our, our landlords at home, huh? Oh, I love mine. Oh, good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I have a good, good one, too. These I are all like the... you got to be careful. You're like a person of note in our community. Is your landlord going to listen to this? No, my landlord's yeah. fine. I just don't really know him. <laughs> I mean, the, Why do we call it landlord still? It can't be I know, a good reason. Yeah, that doesn't seem like... Whatever the reason is, I cannot imagine that it's good. <laughs> I want to be a lord of the land. That is going to be the next thing. I don't know. If they cancel Maybe? Dr. Seuss, they're going to be canceling uh, Landlord very I, soon. I mean, <laughs> it's odd. It, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. Anyway. So funny. <laughs> yeah, no, my landlord's great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like I have to qualify that now after what Maggie said. <laughs> I love my landlord. My <laughs> landlord. <laughs> What are we drinking right now? Uh, we got the mushroom head uh, going. Oh, when you said that out of your mouth, I'm like, what? Did, did she just like Tourette something out there? Like mushroom head, like out, out of <laughs> I nowhere. I don't know what you mean. So this is called mushroom head, the wine. <laughs> yes. Um, this is, uh, what is this? 53% Syrah, 47 Carignan. Um, wow, Carignan. Love Carignan. Yeah, it's always, I mean, my wine, so I don't own any vineyards, unfortunately. They are a mix of whatever the year brings. And yeah. so kind of this one is always Sarang Carignan in differing proportions. And um, t- talk us through the name. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> my So they're all nicknames of family members. And my little sister, Delaney, she had a really cool bowl cut growing up. And we were dicks and we called her... You called her Mushroom, mushroom head. head. Yeah. And it's now sweet. she... Now I... Yeah, now it's forever. I don't mind microdosing with this. This is a great wine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the, man. And I love carrying on. In fact, um, Audrey and I, we go to this one place, a small place in, um, in Sonoma called Porter Creek. Mm. You ever heard of it? No. It's this little shack, and the guy who runs it is super awesome. And they make this old vine Carignan. And they have other wines that are pretty pricey, but they're Carignan for some reason. Just like, I don't know if they make a lot of it, mm-hmm. but it's priced very fairly. You know, maybe That's like 30 great. something bucks. Porter I don't know, whatever. Creek? And okay. Porter Creek. And Shut this Carignan just like nice. knocks. And I just love it. I always love Carignan. You see more people, you know, messing with it here. Mm-hmm. Amy Butler does a really good one. Yes. Amy. Uh, Janelle. Jordan, I think, has some Carignan oh, on their property. Know just Janelle. Well, I don't know. Jordan? I don't know. What they, I don't know uh-huh. what they mix Carignan into. I, I would love that was to. That's a lie. I guess. Yeah, no, maybe they do. <laughs> I dreamt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw her today earlier. Carignan's <laughs> like, yeah. rad. It's uh It was actually. I've. I've read this and I hope it's true but we're just going to pretend it is it was one of the first varieties planted in Paso along with Mission and Zin really? yeah and I I think the reason for that was it's a super fertile grape so it's big in Languedoc where they you know it was kind of mass market Um, the yields are really high when it's young and so you have to do a lot of actual manual or like work on it if you want it to be good quality carignan when it's young and so that's why old vine carignan is kind of so sought after it manages itself as wow. it gets older i mean less fertile as we know <laughs> i mean we're youthful. young we're wild good. and free young wild, young wild free. and free Come on. riley it's fine but um but yeah so pretty soon riley's gonna get a hot flash <laughs> I just turned 36. So. Yeah, I know that's why it's so funny that you're joking about that. Birthday. And <laughs> happy birthday, really? When was your birthday? The other day. Thursday? Oh, was it? It's Thursday. The 25th. Oh, shoot. When, cool. when is this air? Mine's coming up. Um, mine's the 4th. Are you an Aquarius? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Hey. I'm not going to cheers you. I'm a Scorpio. Sorry. I love Scorpios. My husband's a Scorpio, <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> so, carrying on, super fun. <laughs> That's fun. What do you like? What what would you? How do you describe carrying on? I'm so bad at this game. Oh, really? Should I ask people her? Come, yes, you should. And okay. when people come and taste, and they ask me for tasting notes, part of it is I'm not gonna like might taste like something to me. When it's I know. To you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really good at sidestepping that question. And being That's like, good. Let's talk about vineyard and sort of the the real. Oh, when I first universal moved, things. Mm-hmm. When I first moved to Paso, I was working part time at Vinoteca. Oh yeah. You know downtown. Vinoteca. And, and I yeah Vinoteca. You know, I kind of use like all the what I learned in theater to like bullshit my way through tasting notes because I didn't oh, know. And theater. And okay. it was really Noted. just like and I and I feel like I'm so bad at them now. Like I don't feel very confident in doing tasting notes now. So I don't I gotta get what you mean, like yeah. sidestep that one. Well and, wine is so subjective too. Yeah. And so right. it's kinda weird if you say something or put something down. I don't actually write my tasting notes anywhere I don't think but on the tasting sheet especially because it just makes people be like it, it makes people second guess their own yes. well right if they don't taste it maybe they're doing something wrong yeah. Yeah. or now these days they might have COVID <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like I didn't get dried mulberries you know like <laughs> but the power of suggestion is wild and mm-hmm. I really think that for a lot of people it does make them feel like they're doing it wrong which is just never true no um, for me Carignan uh, can be crazy different but it's always yeah. it's not super tannic it's not low pH. It's kind of more high pH, so it's not acidic, really. It's kind of... That's why it's been like kind of a blender variety for so long, and uh-huh. especially when it's young and maybe wasn't farmed well, it'll be like kind of like generic red wine, like red table wine sure. is kind of what I would think. Like high tone, red fruit. It can be blended with certain things, but as it age... I, I don't know if this is true, but for me, it, as it, the vine gets older and or if it's farmed properly, you get these really cool, interesting kind of... 
know I'll say like tertiary or like rustic kind of vibe I yeah. I don't write tasting notes this is why uh, <laughs> so no, but I, I, know, but I can see what you mean more of like meatiness yeah. more not just so like high tone red fruit and another Savory. one of these grapes that grows Savory. great here and I feel like you hear stories <laughs> of grapes that grow or maybe mm-hmm. grew great here and then for some reason or another like I've heard stories of Chenin Blanc a lot of Chenin Blanc in Paso back in the day got ripped up maybe they put Chardonnay in it or maybe they put other stuff in it but there used to be a whole hell of a lot more Chenin Blanc back yeah. in the day here mm-hmm. well some of that is driven just by like when we talk about the wine industry we are not talking about Hubba Wines or Alta Colina when no. we talk about the wine industry we are talking about Gallo and so like great when, point the conversation is really about like what what sells well at the Walmart in Wichita. Yeah, and Carignan. and and for a yeah, long right. time, Carignan, yeah. Carignan, and like seventies, eighties, that was Chenin Blanc. Like right. Chenin Blanc was the thing, and so uh-huh. there's certainly trends in wine. Yeah, and you know the most famous example of that is the transition of Merlot to Pinot Noir. Yeah, because of a movie and one line in a movie, which yeah, or White Zin. Or exactly, mm. and so into rosé, and and with wine, the turnaround is so slow that if we're yes. ripping out vineyard, replanting, we it it takes a decade to be like, oops, just kidding, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a white zen and I named it Magui after Maggie. Mm-hmm. Just after really after you? Yeah, yeah. It's truly one of my greatest honors. <laughs> was in life. It, was it dry or sweet? <laughs> dry. It was dry. Yeah, was no, it dry? It was, rose. You yeah. it was dry. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Dry. Was dry. How could it be wine after you and not be <laughs> exactly. completely dry? That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, the rosé that I make every year, I name after like a different friend. And oh, really? Magui was what Stefan actually s- still calls Maggie. Magui. You can't say Maggie for some no. reason. He was great on the podcast, too. He's just so real. He's so charismatic. And, yeah, I'd had him next to Guillaume. Yeah. And really what was really cool is asking them, and I'll ask you about the same question because it's interesting, about whether you find wine to be an art or craft. Craft. Yeah. My husband is a sculptor, and he'll tell you it's definitely a craft. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what did what did they say. Well, it's funny because one of them said art, one of them said craft, you know. And but you can, and everyone can answer the question a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, there's no right way to answer it because it's a little bit interpretive to each and of you. It depends on what you're saying with the wine. If you're really trying to make a statement, then I think maybe it could be art. Well, look, I mean, I'm looking at a bottle of Hubba right now. Let's talk about, let's say, the Chardonnay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, or even this blend that we have right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you decided the blend. Obviously, you know, you mm-hmm. you chose the vineyards. You know, maybe you didn't grow them yourself. But, yeah. I mean, you're making something. So, yes, there's, there's craft and there's fundamentals attached to it. But mm-hmm. there's also something very expressive in personally you, Riley, that's about true. it. That's so, true. I mean, that's where I think some of the people, they may go, oh, well, it's, it's art. Or, but crafts you know, can be, too. Like, sure. No, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm like, not, um, what do you think? I think maybe? it's I think it's a combination too, and I do think you're okay. right that it depends on the person. So someone like to me, someone like John Munch of Le Cuvier, right. formerly Adelaida, Ooh. art, 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 art. And that's he what he read said. His book. No, but I want to. I yeah, have it in there. Oh, yeah. you do? Yeah. He was another it. great interview. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, my gosh. I love it. He's one of my wine. Yeah. Maker crushes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's I one of mine too. I like him. Mm-hmm. Neil Collins. Yeah. 100%. Who's Coupe dude? Linquist. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bob Lee. I love him. Another great interview. Love Bob Linquist. He's a legend. Is you got to and, and he, yeah, I've had talked to him a few times. In fact, he made Melissa Etheridge's weed wine, which <gasps> is so cool. No, and, no way. And the story of how Coupe gets ripped out from I under him. So he told me on the air to hear the story of like what Bob did for this yes. wine. And then to see, and there's so many crazy, I've really been fascinated by the stories of acquisition within the wine business. Whether you, and it's mm-hmm. been super we just talked to Eric lately. Jensen in Constellation. That was 
really interesting. And mm-hmm. there's so many different stories of how mm-hmm. it can happen, how it goes down, what relationships you keep I mean, afterwards. Wouldn't you, Sal? I would. I'm not yeah, saying I, mean, I don't have a number, but it's genuinely like <laughs> I don't know, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. New, it's like, like yeah, right, yeah, right. No, well, Bob and I, have, my Bob and I have talked about it, where we yeah. have a number which truly there's no universe in which anyone would be like, here's the check for this. How do you know though? Well, if Constellation guys. came to you and said we want, you know, maybe they're looking mm-hmm. at some Adelaide property, we're looking at some, you know, we'll give would, you. How about I'm going to give you 11 million. That was not 20. high enough. Are you kidding me? Like, absolutely not. 25. Uh, no? Factor. Like, yeah. Right, okay. No. Yeah. So, you've, oh, well, what is your evaluation? Let's play Shark Tank real quick. Give me a million. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play Shark Tank. What, what do you, what do you, uh, what's the evaluation for? Here's the thing. We are not currently for sale. So. Right. We're just <laughs> all talking. Yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Bob. B.O.B. Bob. Don't but if I offered you 30 million. I would at least take the meeting. You would take the bomb. <laughs> I would take the meeting. <laughs> yeah. How big is your vineyard? 31 planted acres, 130 acres, but we're planted out. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's then a, you have to decide. Then the whole conversation I would ask Eric Jensen and be like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, what happens afterwards? Because I've talked to some people, like, especially like in the, the Kendall Jackson family of wines, some people like super happy with it. Like Adam Lee did very well. He's like managing all the Pinot for the brand, right? He's still got you know, people walk around, they go, oh, Saduri. But then, you know, there's other people, and I probably won't mention those wineries, and I have mentioned them on the air before, but, like, the person who sold it, like, they feel vacant now. They feel yeah. like they sold out. They feel like, oh, oh they're just like, it was too close to them, mm-hmm. yeah. and they made an offer that they yeah. they ended up regretting, Well, it probably. can look so many ways. Like, it's... It, I was. I had a conversation with somebody recently who basically what I took from the conversation was, as a family business, if you sell, it's a failure. And I was like, that is not a fair assessment. You no. don't have a family. You don't know the situation. <clears throat> you know, by the time you get down to third generation, the the frequency of failure is so overwhelming that it's you that know, could be the like, American dream. Exactly. So it, it can look a lot of ways, and I just those stories are super heartbreaking. But I really feel like there are lots of versions of mergers and acquisitions that are a win for everybody involved. Yeah. It's not currently. So we're not against it. I mean, but also the consumer note. I mean, it's such a small town here in Paso. Like, you know who's who and family owned and operated. It's kind of what Paso is about in a sense, I think. Uh, I mean, you come here and you're talking to owners and the winemaker and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And I don't think that happens a lot of other places. And I think that it's, it's special, but also like... If I sold, I would just like start make over. a different one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd <laughs> start Bubba. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what are we getting into now? This is the Alta Kalina Sun Worshipper 2018. So this has been in bottle a year and a half. This is our more Ved Forward blend, Fun and this fun. is something we've been doing for about five years. And this, I think, really is a cool example of us sort of discovering the vineyard. We young, wild, and free. Young, wild, and free. <laughs> exactly. Salty. Thank you. But in a good way. I like that. <laughs> so we planted more Ved because going into it, Bob knew he wanted to make a really beautiful GSM, so we needed some M. And then over the years of farming, every year we'd taste through the more Ved barrels and be like, this is really great. Blend into more Ved or blend into GSM. This is really great. Blend into GSM. And eventually we said, wait a minute, let's show this off a little bit. So Sun Worshipper is really built around more Ved. What do you like about this wine, Riley? 
for me right now, it's like very like ocean kind of um, interesting kind of. We said salty, and I was saying ocean. It's almost like a salinity. Yeah, that's the like word. Like an ocean breeze, kind of like salinity. <laughs> yeah, ocean breeze. Yeah, I'm getting that on the note. I like it though. Like it's a. I love this wine. Obviously, you don't make wine. I right? do not make wine. But you obviously you could. Yeah, you could. I'm sure you could. Have you ever thought about it? Yes. Sorry. Not yeah. really. Not you. really. <laughs> <laughs> because it's. I own my business. Like it's. Yeah. I I get to. Yeah. Very directly influence the mm-hmm. wines that end up in bottle, right. in can, and otherwise. And it's nice to have mm-hmm. experts who can do it. Right. You <laughs> have wine in can now. That's exciting. We do. Uh-huh. We do, which is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah you yeah. brought me a, a bottle. I mean, a can, a can. You brought me a can. We did. Thank you. And like you're like, be careful. That's two glasses of wine. Yes. In there. I just. You don't think of that when you look at a can. Public announcement. When you see wine in a can, if it's the same size as a Coke can, that's a half bottle of wine. That's, that's a 375 milliliter uh-huh. vessel. Yeah. Vessel. Whatever. It's a vessel. It's a vessel. Yeah. yeah. So just like the best practice, pour it into a wine glass, and then you'll have the visual cue. Yeah. You figure the muscle memory of out of a can, like it's, you're. It's and because you can't like, see the bottle. No. Dis- you, you know, dissipates. No. Yeah. It's not, so we got a. It's not six percent. Yeah. It's not six <laughs> percent. Right. Uh-uh. And I love it. On the cover, we got like a uh, painted version of the trailer pond. We do. Yes. We pond have a little water. vintage. Exactly. So we have a little vintage. Uh, <laughs> vintage trailer campground on the vineyard. Pond uh, water. I love there that. There is a. Small mention of hashtag pond water wine because that is what we oh, call it. Oh, I see it that. Oh, you called that. Oh, my God. What did Tyler Russell tell you? To- oh, gosh. I texted Oh, it was good. What was it? I know. I can't remember now. He's really smart. I know. Smart. He's was good at those things. Funny dude. There was a good name. We'll think of it. This is a really, really good wine. I mm-hmm. like this a lot. Thank you. This Moved Moved forward, right? This is Moved. It is Moved forward. I don't recall the percentages in this. This is about 60% Moved. There's some Syrah, a little bit of Grenache in here. There will be vintages when it's 100% Moved, but it really just depends on what the vineyard is giving. Yeah. And that's what we like to make. We like to make exactly. vintage wine, both yes. of us, all of us, exactly. young people. No. Young, wild, uh, and free people. Young, wild, and free people. <laughs> no, instead of like, uh, in France, they called it grocery store wine, <laughs> but or marketing wine, basically. Yeah. Marketing wine versus vintage wine. And vintage oh, wine is basically natural wine. It's uh, what comes year to year. That's what you get. You don't add or subtract shit so your wine tastes exactly the same every single year. Like people who are somewhere in a grocery store and they get their, you know, whatever Chardonnay and they want it to taste exactly the same every single year. That's not taking into account, but it's not taking into account the weather, (laughs) like natural forces and where it was grown and blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't take into account the uniqueness of what wine can be. Which is more of like a craft or an art rather than like a product like Coca-Cola or whatever. Yeah. So, I think that's a huge thing that we're trying to tell people like, oh yeah, you know, this year we got this, this year it's this, like this. Um, It's always changing, except if you trust the producer and you know who you're buying from, I think that's more important than being like, I want this, like whatever exactly you should make. So how how many cases of wine do you make in a year? We... We doubled production to fifteen hundred. Oh, oh, cool! Yeah. Good for you. And and how yeah. much of, of that like pie do you? Is it all direct to consumer? Is there like as a, of now? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a small amount that you want to like? Hey, I'd love to see mm-hmm. if this can get out to some restaurants or. Yeah, this year I think I'll have opportunity for that because um, yeah. I did I doubled from like seven fifty to twelve hundred. Did I say or fifteen? I don't even know. And what's did, like so the idea? Like, let me, let me see if I can put a, uh, a white wine and a, and a red wine out there. Like, how do you think of it? Like, how do you even start that in your head? I just make what I want to make. Yeah. Okay. And then whatever 
whatever tastes good. Yeah, well, and, and we like have enough of, I guess. Yeah. I feel like for you, again, t- speaking for Riley, because you. you guys both Correct do that to me each if other. I'm wrong, please yeah. do. But it's. I also feel like the people who carry hubba in terms of people who aren't you, so shops, restaurants, they're mm-hmm. people that you know. They're people who love the wines. They're people who get what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like kind of an extension. Yeah. Of what you're already doing. If somebody wants it, I'm like, yeah, sure. Just like, but only if they're cool. Like you said me. no to people, which I respect. Who have I oh, said, you said no to? Some I'm not going to say. No I don't remember. Well, I have a thing in mind that's like slightly, okay, it's like. You don't have to say halvesies it. Halvesies off. Tell me after, because I don't know that one. Okay. okay. Who she said no to. Stupid. And then what about Alta Kalina? <laughs> they're probably a predator. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So for us, we we make a, I think of it as our version of a table wine, but it's still a super cool vineyard expression and very much our style called Downslope. And it is a blend we put together every year. And it's, if, if you see Alta Clean in a restaurant, it's usually Downslope. And when you were saying marketing wine, like, I, that is sort of what that is for us. Oh, but No, but it's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same every year. But it is the one, like, we put that blend together. It's really vineyard-driven. To be a calling card. And it, it's approachable. Yeah. It's a wine mm-hmm. that I know that will taste good young mm-hmm. and will absolutely over-deliver for the money and will bring people to my tasting room and bring people <laughs> to my website. But you're not, like, adding stuff to it. No, or like, oh, it's no. not as oaky as last year. It's not as right. alcoholic. No, you're not adding super, certain, you know, like, you're not... What do you learn over here. time, Maggie, that makes your... Cause what did I? I texted you a while back, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have a." It was an old 900 that you were drinking. Yeah, what is it like? 2011 or oh something? It was, 10, an, 11, it was an old one. 10 or 11. It was an old one. Yeah, and um, it aged beautifully. What have you mm-hmm. learned from Alta Kalina and Bob's wines now? The wines you're making now, how to make the wines now? So, 10 years down the line from now, these are going to be beautiful expressions still. It's all vineyard. Yeah, it's always vineyard. So our, when it comes to moving the quality in terms of or when it comes to moving the needle in terms of quality, that happens in the vineyard. Mm. It does not happen in the winery. And it's not to say that you can't really fuck something up in the winery. That's true. But you can't save shitty fruit. There's nothing you can do. The more you manipulate it, it's just, it's not going to go. It's not going to be great. And so for us, that really comes back to how we farm, thinking about the long game, trying to be smart and thoughtful. And like, that's where the work And I think of brands that are known for their wine, but they're known equally, like, especially from people who are behind the scenes for the farming. Mm -hmm. And I remember you guys did a really cool thing a couple years ago for media, where you had different people come up and taste wines from producers that made your wine. Yes. It was really eye-opening. It was a really good idea. And I would taste like Jeff Cohn's wines from you Mm -hmm. and all these other people's wines from Alta Kalina. So it's like, yeah, maybe we didn't make these, but these are different expressions of the way we kill it when we farm well. That was one of my favorite events we've ever done. And you were in It was super low-key. Riley was off being a master. She was being a master Oh, you were out of, you were abroad. She was. Or maybe she just wasn't invited. Do you think about that, Riley? Do you think about like, okay, because your wines, I mean, you might not, I mean, your oldest wine, what would it be right now? 16. Okay, so that's, you know, that's a few years for sure. Do you ever go back to those and be like, on how these 16s taste? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, good, good. Other times I'm like, I didn't like that. Really? Well, there's one wine that I didn't like. That wine itself, maybe that bottle, that that vintage, is is in its cyclical journey of ascension. No, this wine that I'm thinking of, I definitely just don't like that I did. There's one of your wines I've heard you talk about of like... But I've changed it. Yeah, and I feel like... I'm I'm guessing we're talking about the same one of your wines. But I basically feel like you... You made it in a style that you know and understand, but it wasn't really you. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So a and, lot of people will love that wine, but it's not. But I your think, thing. yeah, no, and, and and I think that's cool because you were being true that to was yourself. in 2016, yeah. and now I'm making wine in 2021, and I've I've learned. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, no, that's not what I want. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but I think I don't know. Wine but changes so much that I know. it is really and hard I, to and, tell. And it's like I liken that story that you said to like me listening to old air checks when I first got in radio. Does and your voice sound crazy? Yeah, they're horrible. I can't stand it. I, what does it sound like? It's just yeah. like, I mean, it's obviously a lot it. higher. It's, Hi. I mean, I don't, I don't. You're speaking fast. Do it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm talking fast. It's Do like, it. like 98.3, Kate, I don't know. <laughs> like, who knows? I mean, I started radio 20 years ago, but you listen to old air Hilarious. checks, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like I didn't even just That's, turn it off. And now you just listen to the dulcet tones of your voice constantly. No. You feel like it's great. <laughs> no, but I know that these air checks are, they sound at least more yeah they sound better also, I hope. It was like insider tip. I don't know if this is what an air check is, but when I came outside just now, Adam was just going, yo, 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 she goes, oh, I just missed like your yo 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 yo. <laughs> Maggie's really good at social funny. media. She would have posted that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you see, a million percent. Oh my god, <laughs> I'll catch it one day. Paso has changed a lot. It's pretty cool to see where it's coming. Where do you? Go? I mean, like, what are your like fun places to do downtown? I mean, we're still young, wild, and free, so we're going down. So we're young, wild, Paso and free. Paso wine merchant. Yes, love, there. Cool. love, love. Awesome. At the market walk. Actually, like, not all of you go there because it's still like kind of cool and hidden. <laughs> I know. That's the thing is, like, you start talking about mm-hmm. something and it gets too hot. You're like, oh man. On the weekends, they have really great Morro Bay oysters, the reserves. Mm-hmm. Where well, you sit outside and like get your wine inside, or do they sit up the at the bar or what? Uh, depends on the day. day. Yeah. Cold, hot, whatever. But yeah. is there wine in there? It used to be when I wasn't sold out. But yeah, yeah. it normally yeah. is. It will be. Yeah. Is. They have it's a bunch of really cool small producers in there. Great. Yeah. And when they first opened, I remember going in and they were saying, yeah, it's, you know, we're going to have mostly local wines. And I sort of thought, mm, cool, but like, I don't know. But they really, we go there a lot. Where else do we go? That's their Finca. And Finca we go to a yeah, lot. Yeah, the Mexican place. It's so good. Down there. That's good it's too. Delicious. Also Market Walk. Yeah. But they're both like, well, thing, they yeah. seek out small, interesting local producers. The food at both places, so good. Uh-huh. Proprietors are super cool people like going there you're supporting community with people who are also supporting community and it's yeah we go there a lot yeah yeah we like it a lot finca amazing i don't Mm -hmm. know who else we like pappy mcgregor's Oh, Pappies. They got that new, you hear that new bar that they're doing? <gasps> I can't wait to I can't open. I don't know about that. Bar, the I rum bar. Next it's to Libretto. A, by the way, Libretto. Go to Libretto. Yeah, Libretto I've heard a lot about too. Yeah, Amsterdam. They're great. Uh, anything like them. new around the bend? I mean, obviously, we taste taste the Pet Nat from Alta Kalina. There's a sparkling method Champenois that you that have. That is coming. It will be 2023. Okay. So that's going to be a long aging on the lees we have those tucked away um we are our spring release is coming up so we are going to release we've got a grenache blanc coming a viognier but it's a good viognier viognier is hard and our <laughs> i love that i love that she kind of qualified that 
Viennese, uh-huh. it's a super expressive variety. And so the aromatics are just like, I think of it as a super like extroverted wine. Like it just comes at you and it has It's like a thespian. This, it's like a high school thespian. Which is so painful. Like you? <laughs> yeah. No, he was. No, I wasn't a high school thespian. I never got thespian level. I was. I did theater. You, but I me too. I wasn't thespian. I'm sorry. I didn't have like the points or anything. Please define the difference between thespian and high school. Well, I think like uh, a thespian, like you actually become <laughs> part of this like thespian society and you like earn points to become There's one. A pen like I, yeah. I just so it's like see I was like non certified organic song. thespian. No, I was just like I just like did plays in high school. What was your, wait, what was your number one? I, know I was Fred in The Christmas so. Carol. Okay. And there was a girl who I had a crush on named Dana, and she was Mary, and in the production, we kiss. Oh. And Scandal. I was kind of a bad boy in high school, so Dana's mom didn't I'm like sorry. me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Tell Dana's mom, Dana's mom didn't even show up. Bad boy thespian. <laughs> Dana's mom didn't even show up to the production because she had to kiss Adam Montiel. Oh. Isn't that she something? Sounds, Adam, Ooh, Adam she sounds I like really a hard think lady. you are someone who has a lot to be proud of. And I just am not sure that you're the reason she didn't show up. I feel like maybe there's something more complicated <laughs> happening there. <laughs> you know? I don't know. We just don't know. We just we don't, don't know. know. I just thought we she don't didn't know like the, the idea of the kiss. So I was a goose in Charlotte's Web. I really? I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in a single fucking thing ever, <laughs> which I am absolutely thrilled by. Oh, my God. Okay. What were you like in high school? Depends on who you ask. She went to a boarding school. <laughs> went to a boarding and school. I have a good fun. Like know. Facts of Life kind of thing? No. Like a fancy mm-hmm. boarding school in Ojai. Oh, my God. That's where like all the spas their, are. Yeah. They each got their own horse. Just for freshman just, year. It's completely normal. Hey. Just freshman year. It's completely normal. Everyone got their own horse? Yes. Listen. And... <laughs> Uh, to teach you responsibility. Here's and the thing. Wait, and, wait, and, wait, okay, okay. Oh my God, this is too good. <laughs> I get a rebuttal, but you go. <laughs> they went on a camping trip and everyone oh, had to take no. their own horse. Miguelito. <laughs> what happened to Miguelito? Apparently he horses um, are kind of stupid and they, well, they could drink themselves to death. Just water. They can yeah. drink water. Well, not not booze. No, well, <laughs> Blanc. So horses will drink Chenin Blanc to death. To yeah. death. No, and so they drink water. Yes, they will drink as uh, anyway, and um, and they're also especially after they drink, they should not lay downhill with their head downhill. With their head downhill, yeah, because um, then they can't get up. They're like top heavy, you know. It's an evolutionary. And Maggie, oopsies. I don't know who you were making out with freshman year, but it was you forgot a, about Miguelito. It wasn't freshman year, and B, I was not making out with anyone. I was just like, I hate camping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Somewhere her else. horse drank all the water, fell asleep with its head downhill, and then they made her ride the donkey. The I was way. like, oh. the Cam Shriver, who was the head of the horse program, <laughs> who is in my sophomore person in high school's eyes, was like really a cool, badass person. Yeah. Screamed at me. Oh no! Rightfully so. Rightfully, I so. deserved it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she, you let the horse drink water? Yeah, unattended, and I literally just forgot. She and then, like forty-five, it was you're a fifteen-year-old girl. How do you know well, what the horse? I be- rode a horse for a while. Okay, so you should have. Anyway, okay, great. it wasn't that was great. What Maggie was like, okay, it wasn't yeah. Great. Mostly, <laughs> mostly <laughs> I was <laughs> kidding. Mostly, I was a really wonderful <laughs> high school person. That sounds pretty cool. You're a wonderful <laughs> high school person. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Uh, Riley, what were you like in high school? I can tell you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I suppose story, it's only fair. So the story is two pieces of data that I have. One, Riley 
Ask her about Irish dance. She's a childhood career Irish dancer. You mean like Michael Flatley, like Riverdance? That's exactly, exactly correct. Oh, my God. I'm really yep, soft him. shoe, I believe. <laughs> Hard and soft. Hard shoe Both. and soft. Hard Both. and soft. Both of the shoes. The national champion. National champion. <laughs> oh, my Riley God. K. Hubbard. Uh-huh. And, but then she also wanted to be like an actress. And she really, she made her mom get her headshots. And the, one of my favorite things is in their old house, which they don't have anymore. Were they like class photos? Like glamour shots? No, no those were, they were I school think they were photos. photos. Oh. Which ones? Which the one ones with like the really, your makeup was oh, really those happening. school photos, yes. School photos of just like, not goth, but it was like. Lots of eyeliner. So much eyeliner, but like we all thought it was hot when we yeah, were 15. Right. And it, it was a look. It was a choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is so much fun. I was also a cheerleader. I just want to. Were you? I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in a sorority in college. Were you? I wouldn't have pegged you for that. No, nope, me really? neither. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't track. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got like kicked out a lot. Uh-huh. Did you really? I got fine. Yeah, I, got, I don't know. It's so funny. You guys are so much fun. I, I mean, just like fun. individually, I've always enjoyed both of your personalities. Like, but I had no idea just like how much fun together the two of you would be. I think Wait we need to go drinking. Fair. We need. I know. Yeah. I know. No, we need to go. Like, this is so much fun. <laughs> we need to go to Libretto. Are the tri- yeah right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we gotta get that triple invite. We'll are, get you in. Yeah. One of the um, yeah. Get me in. <laughs> Tell me about the trailer ponds. Are we? Those must be going crazy right now. It's going. Cra- it's been great. So the season is mid March to mid November, and. And it's going wild. My colleague Melissa runs it. And we've been, weekends are booking up really fast, but midweek, for the most part, easy peasy. So take a look at thetrailerpond.com. You can also get there from altacolina.com. Highly recommend you look at the FAQs. Like, it is camping. But you got bathrooms now. But we've got really nice bathrooms. Really nice? What's that? How, what do you, how do you qualify that? So, new. They're new. It's it's a, its own little freestanding building, and it's two like very porta, nice rooms. Porta no. thing. No, like full on actual bathroom. Really? Yeah, no. the full nice. thing, and then an outdoor shower. And if you Community read the though, FAQs, right? yes. So there's five trailers, communal kitchen. And some weekends you do need, right? Everyone's nude. I mean, it's not like it's never happened, but we don't put that on the website. <laughs> no, <laughs> never nudes. It's not never nudes. And we're like around. <laughs> like that would actually be funny. We and could. If you get in the pond during the summer, Stay people nude? must jump in, right? I mean. I've yes, but she's not allowed to say that. I've never yeah, I mean, seen it. No one's ever done it. Our insurance feels incredibly strongly that no one can swim, and yeah. we do have signs posted that say no swimming, and yeah. you have to sign a waiver that says you won't swim. But I don't pay for it, and I can swim in the pond, and it's really fun. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. I don't know anything I've yet about to it. Stay down oh, there. Okay. We got to check it out. We got to do something down there. I know. What are we doing? I know, but I know. So it's really happen. fun. You're like, you need to come stay at the pond, and then you guys got like so insanely popular. Uh-huh. We're like, you guys are booked all the time. I mean, you guys are again like weekends are. Weekends are full. Yeah. Are full. And it's really fun. You can do singular bookings, but you can also book the whole thing for the weekend. And that so is all so cool. Trailers. You can like a whole wedding party, birthday sitch. Yeah. We had Riley's bachelorette that party. Is, with the did you party. really? Oh my gosh. You mm-hmm. guys must have had a freaking blast. They got, so they fun. surprised me. Maggie planned it all. It was a team effort. Okay. And Julie Simon oh. made us some really good weed avocado toast. Can we say that? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, we're in California. California. What are you talking about? Yeah. 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 The food, uh, it was incredible. And Jenna Condon came and brought really, really fun wines. Like, we charged her with... We did a blind tasting. Yeah, bring a case of wines. We want to do a blind tasting of super interesting imports that are only made by women. And it was super fun. The whole thing was just really fun. That sounds really cool. Let's do it again. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, sorry, Adam, you're not invited. No, I know, I know. The chromosomes don't match, but I think Next that's really time. cool, though, that you guys did that. Well, congratulations to all the success of Alta Kalina. It's so cool to have you back on this. I'm thrilled. Will you give my love to Bob? I will. And Molly and the rest. I will. And we got to come up and visit again for sure. Will you hug him, Do like, you. abnormally long? Yeah, give Bob a big hug. I can. I can. Give Bob a hug and then hug him right at the time that you would release. I do this to my dad to make him uncomfortable. (laughs) I just saw him for his birthday. Uh He turned 76. I saw him yesterday. Oh, happy birthday. I know. Happy birthday, Opa. And um, I brought him a a pinata. And I put like adult things in the pinata. And I'll show you the video. I watched my dad just like beat the hell out of the pinata. It was so much fun. You're a nice nice And he loved it. And then. um, Right as you're about to release your hug, you said. Right, no, right as I'm about to release my hug, I, I hold him. <laughs> I hold him longer. So it's like, yeah, my dad, let's go. Uh, and I'm like, no, no. no. Here, okay. listen to my dad <laughs> eating a pinata. It's really good. This is, by the way, I just, uh, the visual, Adam literally has his, uh, oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> this is not perfect. Should we let Mercy try? And I'm moving Ready? it down. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> Great, but I'm gonna go ahead and recommend that without the visual. <laughs> I guess you're right. Real question. I've never and thought with of that. that. Bye. I've never thought of it. Oh no, my you, god. You've got to play it now. <laughs> Altaclina.com, right? Altaclina.com, hubbawines.com. I'm going to get to her in a second. Oh, altaclina.com. Exactly. And then the trailerpond.com. The trailerpond.com. She cares cares about you. Riley, your wines are so good. It's so cool to see. And you were so sweet to me when I made my wines at Valia. Valia was so sweet. She was on the show. She's like, I'll give you, you can do a garbage can wine and like whatever. And then I ended up getting a half a ton and, you know, ended up getting, I think, short. It was peak pool. I should have brought you some. I'm remiss. I should have brought you some. I'll bring you a bottle of it. Some. And you, yeah. I need to give you guys a couple bottles. I need to give her a couple bottles. You yeah. haven't given anyone bottles? I just, I just, I'm I just labeled it. it. I like started forget. last week. I always forgot to bring my bottles. I just started yeah. labeling it last week, you know, and I got to hand label them. So that's, that's exciting. Thing. Congrats. It is exciting. So, um, and who knows? It tastes a lot like Sauvignon Blanc. Ooh. Yeah. So, if, like, I don't know. People, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you guys were pressing Sauvignon Blanc Maybe right we, before like, it. Mixed it in. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It tastes awesome. It's fine. Remember. It's great. It's a beautiful wine. It was just so fun <laughs> to do that with you guys. And that was fun. To see, like, how you've come up and, like, what you guys are doing now. It's just so fun to hang out with both of you. I had so much fun. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. Thanks I had for, a great I time. I mean, I hope we made a good podcast. I don't know I if we talked so about too. wine that much. Probably but, not, but we'll, um, we'll put it out we there. We love you, Joel. Don't get mad at us. Yeah. Truly. No, yeah. <laughs> no Paso wine. I mean, talk about Paso wine for a second. Paso wine. Hey, PRWCA. You know, to give us an angle. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I was like yeah. you know, let's narrow this Look, down. I mean, we talked to folks from, like, Santa Barbara, and they're like, shoot, like, the way you guys are doing it in Paso is, like, you know, obviously Paso, Got it. they're doing a really, really great job. Mm-hmm. They're better at marketing. They're better at marketing. Yeah, I mean, better wine. No. Well, I really think it's... Just, the people. I, think I mean, the people the here. Thing. That's the thing, is I think it's, I think it's bottom-up, not top-down, and this is why it's successful, is... Look at you. We... I'm in business school. <laughs> She's <laughs> actually... About it. She is getting her MBA. Oh, are you really? Mm-hmm. Business school. Cool. Yeah, I apologize. Is. I apologize. That's no, really cool. <laughs> it's insane. But I really think because it comes from the people who truly live in this community, truly work in this community, raise their families in this community, rent wineries and homes from cool people who are in the community, like it just has really organically grown up. And the idea of all boats float on the rising tide, like it's that is just an undeniable fact, and everyone is really bought in. And it's real. Like, you can't fake that. And when someone tries, you can tell. It's and Paso very real. doesn't fake it. Yeah. yeah. 
Passos, we're real. We're real. We're real. real. We're real. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it. Um, Hubba, what is your website and how can people taste your wines and what days are you open? Oh, uh, HubbaWines.com. Open just for the winter months when I don't really have any Hubba wines, but we have our rotating tap list. We're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 11 to 4. 4. Sorry. And we got pizza here on the cool. weekends too. The Lever's pizza. pizza. so good. And then during the normal year, when we release our wines, we'll have wine uh, hubbo tastings Thursday through Monday, 11 to 4. And um, join the wine club to like, you know, get that get that wine mm-hmm. before it's Genuinely, out. go ahead and give it a join because it's six bottles once a year. Like, it's low it's key. changing it to twice. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Still. Like everybody else. But, but what are we going to do? Still. We need to fix... How are you and I going to help Riley fix this <laughs> problem of not having wine available in the winter? Like, we, we can't be seasonal. We're going like, to talk shit, Adam, and make yeah. sure nobody comes. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, I guess, when, as up. you said, you're gonna, you've ramped up production. Uh, yeah, I ramped up production, and we'll have enough. The wines are great. I, I mean, you're fantastic at this. Like you, Thanks. you're meant to do this. It's really do you fun. feel like you're meant to do this? Like, do you feel like you found something that you're yeah. just like, I, I belong. Be. I don't yeah. know how to do anything else. Yeah, except act. No, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> soft and hard shoe. Yeah, we, we, and Irish dance. Soft shoe, hard shoe. Uh, yeah. Will you show me a little bit of the Michael Flatley? If we drink some more wine, yeah. All right, there you go. We'll do that afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe get that video for the Insta story, <laughs> for sure. Well, I love you, ladies. Yeah, you guys are so you. awesome. The wine Thank is you. so Cheers. good. Thanks. <laughs> Always. Spice up your life. <laughs> <laughs> that we can send Wait, can you. you we, that we can send you a photo for. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, make it seem like I said that naturally. <laughs> <laughs> We were doing an event at Paso Wine Merchant, and it was all to clean in Hubba, and at the end of the night, me, Molly, and Riley are standing behind the bar saying bye to someone that we know, and genuinely, this is not a phrase I've ever heard this bitch say in her whole life. I have not. And she, and just imagine, like, take a peace sign, but then turn it upside down, so you're, like, pointing down at the ground, and then, like, flick it towards the person, so she just goes, spice up your life. (laughs) (laughs) Random person, and Molly and I were like... Where did you get that? Did that just come out of you? It just—it was natural. It was natural. (laughs) I'm just all natural. Oh my god! Oh, it was so funny. Spice up your life. Spice up your life. I love that. I mean, I I love Spice Girls. That was so much fun. I had a great time. Thanks Thanks for for having us. Oh my god! Really fun. Thanks for sharing where wine takes you. Young, wild, and free. So what? We get drunk. So what? We don't sleep. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We go out. That's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. Thank you so much to the ladies, Riley, Maggie, for all the laughs. And all the great wine, damn. Definitely hope you become as big a fan as I am of both these two brands, if you are not already, Hubba Wines and Alta Kalina. All right, now before we wrap, I want to tell you about Paso Wines Blend Fest on the Coast. It's coming up February 24th through the 27th, a wine event totally dedicated to blends and a rare event that allows our beautiful coastal communities of Cambria and San Simeon to play host. Winemaker dinners, 
coastal excursions, even a blending seminar, which those are so fun, by the way, if you've never done one. All this and a sunset grand tasting with stunning ocean views on the Sundance lawn of Ocean Point Ranch in Cambria. Learn more at PasoWine.com. Check out all the events, the calendar, and I really hope to see you there. Again, Blendfest on the coast, 24th through 27th this month. Lots of stuff going on, and PasoWine.com is the place to check it all out. Original music on Where Wine Takes You, Good Company, performed by Moonshiner Collective. Make sure you visit PasoWine.com for any and all things Paso before your next trip. And you can follow Paso Wine on Instagram at Paso Wine. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer is Jen Bravo. The podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by yours truly. You can follow me on Instagram. Check out pics from the show at Adam on the Air on Insta. Next time you are cruising on the Central Coast, you can tune me in on your radio, my weekday morning show on Wine Country Radio, up and at them in the mornings. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. on The Crush 92.5. It's spelled with a K. You can also stream online at crush925.com. We also got a free app at your fingertips in your app store. Look, Looking forward to connecting with you again. Thanks for hanging out. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Until next time, fill that glass up with some Paso wine, lift it up, and cheers to being young, wild, and free with where wine takes you. And give me that passion, get following, pass on down till the job is camped out in the trees. It will simplify on good company. Give me that moonshine, get following, pass on down till the job is camped out in the trees. It will simplify on good company. Give me that moonshine, get following, pass on down till the job is out in the trees, we will simplify in good company. With that moonshine, we'll get by. We pass all around till the job is dry. Camped out in the trees, we will simplify in good company.